All right, good evening and happy Tuesday. Uh, we're going to talk about week 12 in the NFL and fantasy football all night long with uh, Tad Bukowski, our special guest, and Jason Evans, my co-host here on the Drink 5 Fantasy Football Podcast. long intro on this song. Oh, I love this song. It's good, it's good length. It's appropriate. It's not like it's a yes song or anything, Dave. I got it, I got it. Alright, well, welcome to the podcast, guys. This is the Drink 5 Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, I am Jason. Across from me is Dave. We're joined tonight by Tad. Uh, thank you for joining us, Tad. Thanks hey, for coming in. Glad to be here. Have a good, so, have a good night. Tad, we, uh, we always start off the show talking about what we're drinking. So, what is it that you're drinking tonight? Uh, what do we got here? We got the uh, the Big Wave Golden Ale. Uh, From Kona Brewing? Yeah, Kona Brewing Company. Can't say I've had it before. I'm a fan. You like it? Yeah, I'm Excellent. a fan. Do you, do you tend to like the Golden Ales? You know what's funny? I really am not too much of a knowing the differences between them. <laughs> okay. Like, hey, I like beer. Excellent. <laughs> I don't like that beer. That's, yeah, it's, I'm not, you know, IPA or... Or anything like that is just okay. Well, yeah. J- Jason and I have headed down that path a little bit, right? But I, I sort of felt that way, especially when I was starting. I'm like, well, there's this uh, this huge variety of different beers that you can purchase from the shelf, but I mean, I don't understand why I should get one over the other. Um, anyway, this particular one is a golden ale, so it's uh, it's right up a lot of people's alleys, and it's made uh, from a company based in Hawaii. So, hello to Jason's sister who's out there. Yes, cheers yes. to uh, my sister who's not in Hawaii at the moment. Well, that's... But lives there. <laughs> right cheers. Mm. So, very nice. Um, I have a local brew. Um, this comes to us from Half Acre Beer Company. Uh, it's called Gone Away. It's an India Pale Ale. Uh, served in a one-pint can, which I freaking love. Um, so, I actually got this yesterday because we, we, we used to have a tradition uh, here at this house mm-hmm. where every Monday night football game we'd get a new six-pack okay. of beer. And I cheated with the four-pack, but we haven't really done it all year anyways. But it was nice to kind of bring it back a little bit. also got myself a triple IPA bomber last night. <laughs> so, anyways, um, we, we also have an Imperial IPA to drink in a little bit tonight. And I do think that you're going to tell a very noticeable difference between your golden ale and the Imperial IPA. Oh, it's definitely something I would like to, uh, you know, know more about, but, uh, at this point, yeah, I'm just a beer. Alrighty then. Um, we got someone in the chat room who's shouting out Kona brewery for longboard lager, which I've not, I haven't had that one before, but I'll check it out. It's probably available in Binnie's, which is a store that has a big, huge craft beer collection around where we are in the Midwest. Yeah, they have a good-sized um, distribution here, Kona does, uh, in this area. So, um, you know, I wonder if they actually brew all this in Hawaii or if maybe uh, there's a few stateside breweries that they operate as well. Um, I'd like, you know, we'll have to look into that, I suppose. But uh, right. we've had Kona, other Kona beers here. Okay. And my sister made sure that I tried some Kona. When she moved out there. Makes sense. Because she'd been to the brewery out there and stuff like that. So, good stuff, good stuff. I like it, I like it. Uh, so, you know, what's happening in the NFL now? Uh, we just got out of week 11. There was a bunch more uh, stupid injuries. Um, crazy stuff like Justin Forsett getting thrown on the ground and uh, breaking his arm. Oh, yeah. Joe Flacco is out for the season. Seriously. All kinds of stuff. Uh, we'll get to most of the injuries soon, but um, stuff that just happened tonight. Uh, Peyton Manning, for sure, going to be out two weeks. Um, so we'll have two more weeks of Brock Osweiler 
you know, I, I don't know what kind of groundhog they use to indicate all that, but um, it's a very tall one, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure, at least six yes. foot. You know, that was the one thing. If you watched just the Broncos-Bears game, apparently all they did was talk about how tall Brock Osweiler is. There you go. You know, oh my God, look at this guy. He's so tall. Which is really, if you live the life of a tall man, that's what people say to you all the time. I'm sure strangers all the time are just walking up to you saying, wow, you're tall. <laughs> um and then uh, Johnny Manziel also got in trouble again. He's been uh, properly benched all the way back to the third spot. Yeah. Uh, so Johnny Manziel can't uh, stop partying. Apparently, Very do you much. think it's do you, do you think um, based on the you know just looking at it, do you think it's worthy of you know saying hey you broke our trust you need to sit down or is it more like you're not as big of a star as you think you are and you can't get away with this. I made the comment earlier that I, I, I think it's funny that it's the, um, the, the videos of him partying whenever it was. There was no real uh, date on the video, I guess. Uh, <laughs> they don't put the date it was, time. It was during, yeah, exactly. It, it was, was date during the bi- on the videos anymore. We're, we're sure it so was during the So just this past, yeah, just this past weekend. Okay. This well, wasn't a high eight camera from 1996. <laughs> <laughs> 12 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 12 o'clock. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, but, but that's the, uh, the, the, dis- the, the discipline for that is that he gets benched. Uh, but he has that incident where there's a potential domestic uh, violence issue, and uh, you know what? We'll just let that slide. Yeah, it's, I mean, the, the league is just upside down right now with all of its. Yeah, it's all basically, its as soon right as now. video comes out of whatever may or may not have happened, right. that's when they say, "Oh, okay, we need to uh, we need to stop all this." So, <laughs> in, in my opinion, it has more to do with uh, we're, we're asking you to do something, you are repeatedly not doing it. And if that's yes. the case, then you can't trust that person to lead your organization. Right. And like I was saying, I think it may be sort of a case of, you know, you can't get away with this stuff, Johnny, because you're not that good. If you were better, exactly. then we wouldn't have any choice. We'd have to keep starting you. Yeah, I suppose. Because you stink, we can bench you from a count, and it's not going to hurt the team no. too much. But you know the best quarterbacks out there, like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, they don't, like, they're not on yachts partying 24-7. They're like at home studying the playbook exactly. yeah, in right. the facility working out. Exactly. You hear those right. stories about them being in the you know, facility at 3 in the morning and, and yeah, whatnot. I think the life is so romantic, and a lot of times it's not as sexy as people... Uh, a lot of I'm sure that a lot of guys get to go out and have a good time. On a regular basis. Plus, Tom Brady's what wife What they looks need like to a, do a is, yeah. when they promise not to do that, <laughs> they shouldn't get hammered and stick their face in someone's cell phone yeah, making stupid faces. Well, he is like 22 years old, which, you know, that just happens. You know, it happened to me. It you happens know, to a lot of people. I mean, it happens, well, but... you didn't if, go to rehab when you were 22 either. No, I didn't, right. but maybe I should have. <laughs> and if you know. want to be a, a starting quarterback in the NFL, that, that, that just can't happen. I mean... It's I, a little different, know. yeah. Yeah, I mean, all these quarterbacks that came in, all these quarterbacks were 22 years old, too. They were, they right. were rookies. They were young. You know, they weren't all... You think you know, Teddy Bridgewater doesn't go out and have a good time in exactly. Minnesota? Uh, I'm not really sure. <laughs> There's some hot spots in Minneapolis. It's well, a cool town. Well, Mr. If, Bridgewater. If he does, he's we, he's smart about it because we don't know he's not in front of a camera. Sure. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, a lot of these guys are able to have a good time and they don't have to worry about you know people taking video of them and all that crap because they go hang out places where that isn't okay. Johnny Manziel is probably going to frat parties. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, pretty close to that anyway. He's probably a hit at uh, Miami, PC, Ohio. Texas A&M, bro. Yeah, <laughs> so, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, about injuries that happened last week and going into this week. Uh, and obviously, some of those have been big ones. What's interesting now is that because we're in week twelve, there's no longer any buys, so everyone's going to have everyone available. There's no one who's going to be at uh, at a loss, you know, to somebody else unless. 
they've already lost players to injury, which, Tad, I, I know you know something about because oh, in our dynasty league that you're a part of, <laughs> at the beginning of the year, you lost Jordy Nelson. Jordy after Nelson. the first game, Des Bryant was mm-hmm. gone. Yep. You just lost Justin Forsett. Yep, yep. So after you cried. Sean Jackson. Let's not forget Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun no, Jackson. So after you, you, you know, go home. <laughs> you and, lost him when they sent him to Washington. Basically, yeah. That's <laughs> so after you go home and have a good cry about it, like uh, what? How do you how do you re-prepare your lineup? Like, do you look for uh, their direct replacement? Does that help you, or do you go out and look for someone who can do uh, just a little bit less than they could? It's available on the wire. What's your particular philosophy on that? My well, my first reaction is to uh, to look for the backup. Um, if I mean, if the guy that got injured has been has been productive, because mm-hmm. if he's been productive, you know, there's a possibility that somebody can just you know slip right into the system and maybe not get uh, hundred yards, but maybe get eighty yards. Uh, still be uh, still be pretty productive um, if he's already uh, if he's already taken like any like people that have Eddie Lacy you know James Starks is probably already taken uh, at that point obviously you're gonna be looking for uh, for somebody new and at this point just some some sort of a backup that uh, basically you can just uh, take a flyer on I mean there's gonna be no yeah. starting running back uh, sitting in free agency right now. Right. Well, there are actually, uh, but that's only because, that because of the injury. Rawls, yeah, of the yeah, Rawls is available. Right. So let's talk about uh, some of these guys going from the quarterback position. Uh, if you didn't see, Joe Flacco tore his ACL and his MCL. Yeah, you don't want to be in Baltimore right now. Ouch. <laughs> and so that, that brings in Matt Schaub, uh, who had all sorts of problems uh, in his last couple organizations. <laughs> and I don't assume that he's going to be any better here, especially because he doesn't really have any weapons to pass to. Right. Their lead uh, wide receiver at the moment is Kamar Aiken, and while he is getting some production, it's only because he's the only person there. So what I'm thinking is Crockett Gilmore probably gets a bonus here because he's going to be the sort of the um, you know the offshoot of a lot of Matt Schaub plays that go wrong. Safety valve. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then perhaps they focus more on the running game. And we'll talk about uh, Justin Forsett and what that means for their running game in a little bit. Uh, also, they just picked up Jimmy Clausen, which is really not fantasy relevant. But because we're here in Chicago, uh, the Bears actually waived him uh, and took David Fails. I think his name is. Off, Signed him up off the yeah. practice squad. Off right? the practice squad, and uh, people on you know local media, etc., has been saying for a long time that Fails is a person who could actually be a quarterback, maybe who has some talent. He's younger. Uh, Clausen is not going to be a starter in this league ever. Um, so. The Ravens picking them up is just desperation day, you know, for them. Right. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, anybody who watched Monday Night Football, um, knew that he was in pain because in the fourth quarter uh, he was grasping at his shoulder or or collarbone a lot of the time. Every time he would have a big pass or even a short pass or even, really whenever he wasn't playing, he was kind of holding it. Yeah, if he was running, if he was scrambling, whatever he was doing, he was in serious discomfort. Rex Ryan, when asked about it, just basically said, uh, just brushed it off and said he's going to be fine. So I know Rex Ryan was really pissed. Um, it seems to me that maybe he should have taken him out of the game when he was so obviously in pain. And we'll see if Taylor can play. He has had some injuries earlier in the year. Uh, it doesn't seem that these are directly related, though. So uh, just keep your eye out. Also, Taylor's going to be starting against the Kansas City Chiefs, who have a really good defense right yep. now. They're playing well. They've got a good pass rush. So I don't think Taylor is really a recommended option. Um, it's funny because he was a top three quarterback for a couple weeks in the NFL. He was. He, he was, was like Travis Benjamin, like flash in the pan early right. on. And it looks like he, that, you know, neither of them are really going to make it the rest of the year. Although with McCown coming back, Benjamin has a decent chance, shot 
Yeah, and I didn't mention that, but we talked about it earlier. So McCown will be the starter. But do you think there's a possibility that they're just benching him like for a week and then they're like, okay, now you can come back? I, I don't. I'm just wondering if you guys do. Yeah, I'd say if they, uh, I mean, if, if they just said, no, just uh, just you know, take a seat, you're benched, we're going to go with McCown this week. Uh, but the uh, the fact that they made it as public as they did, that he's the third string. Yeah, he, you know, he's, he's not the backup. He's the third string. He's the emergency quarterback. Uh, that 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 tells me that uh, there's no uh, no plans for. They're uh, one step away from like the, cutting the rope. Right, yeah. right. he's getting the RG three <laughs> treatment now. Yeah, they do not want him to get injured. They don't want to have to pay him any more than they already have to. Right. Yeah. Uh, going back to the Ravens. So we were talking about the running back situation. They lost their quarterback and their running back in the same game. Justin Forsett actually broke both bones in his forearm against the Rams in Week Eleven. And Buck Allen took over in that game. He ran 22 times for 67 yards, caught five passes for 48 yards, and it looks like he's going to be the guy there. Second in line, maybe Terrence just, West. Just so they... everyone knows, it's Javorius yeah. Allen. Javorius. Like everywhere. Right. His nickname is Buck. It's totally reasonable to say that. But when you go to look at the waiver wire yeah. and wonder why Buck isn't available, I, you're pretty, looking for Javorius. I'm pretty sure that Yahoo is the only uh, one that hasn't changed He it. should just change his name like Julio <laughs> saying, Jones like, did. Legally, yeah. That's... Like Quintorius Julio Jones. <laughs> that's funny. You're, you're right, though. I, I am remiss in, in saying that uh, that it's, it's Buck because... Uh, there are some places that don't have him listed under the nickname. So what was that like, uh, Booby Dixon? Or uh, what was the other guys? Uh, there was a running back. Um, there was a running back a couple of years ago that had a crazy name. Uh, well, Booby Dixon is actually listed on, as Booby Dixon. I know he is now, but his name used to be Anthony. Oh. Before like, someone decided he was Booby. Well, there's Philly Brown on the Panthers who is, um, I forget his name. Well, we don't have to get into that. The point is there's a lot of nicknames. I think it takes a while for someone, uh, they have to really be established, right, before these big companies change your name before to your nickname. Right, yeah, before you know, practice squad, <laughs> yeah. squad Beanie Wells. Or... I was talking about Beanie, Beanie Wells. Wells. Beanie Wells. Yeah, Chris, Chris Beanie Wells. Well, if your name is Chris. He came I mean. out of college as Beanie Wells, at least. Right. Well, I remember the whole thing with uh, with, with Pac-Man Jones. Pac-Man like, Jones. Like, the, the, veter- yeah. the, the veterans wants, wouldn't right. call him Pac-Man. you got to you know, earn some sort of a nickname. You right. can just and come then, in here. And... and then he made a bad name for himself right. and wanted to no longer be known as Pac-Man Jones. Right. Right. Yeah, that's... But there's, you, I rain. think we've left out the most famous one of all, which is Chad Ochocinco. Ochocinco. The guy who actually changed his name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Forcing everyone to change it. They should change, uh, they should change um, what's his name, Doug Martin to Muscle Hamster Martin. Muscle. <laughs> <laughs> you pick him up on Yahoo, we'll call him Muscle Martin or something oh, like that. Uh, oh, that's fantastic. So, so Forsett, Buck Allen is the guy. They did acquire Terrence West a couple weeks ago, and he could be in line for some backup stuff. But based on what they were doing there, giving him the ball every single time, they basically he is Justin Forsett, you know, junior in this offense. And he's a rookie, so it's one of those things where, especially because Matt Schaub is going to be the quarterback, they might be running just, you know, 30 times a game. Yeah. So Buck Allen could be a huge pick. Yeah, I'm definitely with you there. I mean, uh, Buck Allen and uh, Crockett Gilmore, again, uh, I think Matt, again, being a Raider fan, having seen Matt Schaub uh, recently uh, take the homes there, I know that uh, safety valves are going to be your fantasy friends here. So, Yep, that's absolutely could right. Could be a Crockett Gilmore day. And that's, a, that's another good fit. Uh, football name. Yep. Just like as uh, the chat room has pointed out, Jim Bob Cooter, of course. <laughs> oh, my God. 
So let's talk about Marshawn Lynch. Uh, Lynch has been battling injury all year, and it looks like he may have a sports hernia, according to a lot of uh, pundits out there and people that are beat writers have talked to him, etc. He actually even was overheard talking to uh, Thomas Rawls and telling him that he's going to pass on the torch to him. So it kind of sounds like this sort of Lynch era might actually be done, at least for this year. Um, because if he has surgery on the sports hernia, that's going to take a couple weeks. It might be a season-ending injury, and Rawls will be the man there. Uh, I think they did bring back Bryce Brown. I'm not sure. But so, yeah. with Fred Jackson gone, right? No, Fred Jackson's still there. Well, he just doesn't do anything. I think, yeah. You're, <laughs> you're right about that. So you basically got <laughs> Thomas Rawls, and he's the, the Marshawn Lynch replacement. So here we've got Buck Allen and Rawls. Now i got to put Allen on top because... Allen is uh, is going in for a guy with a, a broken bone, not someone who may or may not have surgery. But Rawls is is looking pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, I understand putting uh, Allen uh, um, up top as far as like longevity goes, but as far as production goes, oh, I I, I have Rawls in, in one of my leagues. Yeah, and uh, he's definitely uh, well, he's scoring touchdowns. Yeah, Allen hasn't done that yet. He's he's definitely producing. I mean, hundred yards and uh, touchdown and. You know, pretty consistently since you know when he, when he starts. That's what you want. Yeah. Uh, Kendrick West, Kansas City. Uh, obviously, the last couple of people that have been uh, there running behind that line, Jamal Charles, etc., have been doing well. Even Niall Davis, who Kansas City doesn't even want to bring out for plays anymore, was a pretty impressive runner when he was asked to go out and run. Uh, but now it looks like Spencer Ware is the guy who's going to take over for West. And again, this is probably because. Uh, the way they're looking at it, they want someone like Jamal Charles, like Charkandrick West, who can catch passes, who can run between the tackles, who can do all of it, who can be out there for the whole game. Yeah, that's important. There's a reason they passed over Niall Davis. And where is that guy? So Davis is still in the background, not valuable in really any sense in a fantasy league. Heck, if Spencer Ware went down after Charkandrick West left, they probably still wouldn't start Davis and they'd go find somebody else. Right. Um, in any case... Uh, it's possible that West does play. It's sort of a hamstring injury, I think, that he has right now. So Ware is a speculative pickup only, but he is again the third guy now. That if uh, if the person uh, they're filling in for doesn't play, is in every down back. This is really odd on the waiver wire. Replacement, replacement. Yeah, yeah. we're we're getting into deeper levels of inception. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ryan Matthews got a concussion. Probably won't play because they're going to be playing on Thursday. So that means uh, plenty of Demarco Murray. Maybe a little bit of Sproles, but Sproles is still really a non-factor in fantasy. We got a we got more Sproles last week. Yeah, he picked up a touchdown. Yeah. He had I think about fifty yards from scrimmage. So well, the thing is, if you don't get a touchdown, you don't have anything. It's very true. So you're right. I mean, if you happen to play him last week, good for you. Most players are touchdown dependent. I mean, only the very best players are going to score you reliable points whether or not they score you a touchdown. Reliably good points. Right, yeah. That's consistency. (laughs) A lot of people are reliably sucky. (laughs) Maybe to a point, but you have guys like uh, Sproles that might get one carry. Uh, so he has a floor of like zero. Uh, yes, so absolutely Sproles does. That is not good. Not, not so much. <laughs> uh, Devontae Freeman, another concussion. That knocked him out of the game, but it looks like he's on track to play. Uh, if he doesn't, then Tevin Coleman fills in. And Tevin Coleman is great, <coughs> but he's inexperienced and he has fumbling problems. So uh, he will play if Freeman doesn't. However, it does look like uh, that's not going to be an issue that you'll have to worry about. So as far as running backs go, 
What do you guys think about these replacement players? Uh, a lot of them aren't really owned. Rawls is probably owned in a lot of leagues, but Spencer Ware and Buck Allen are hardly ever owned anywhere, at least right now. So are those guys valuable pickups? If you had to choose between these guys in this situation from what we know right now, which is exactly what a lot of people have to do, being that it's Tuesday night, which one of those guys do you put ahead of the other? Well, Thomas Rawls is owned by 36% of Yahoo leagues. I would make him my number one pickup by far. He's averaging six yards per carry. He's doing much better than Marshawn Lynch has done this year. But he's kind of a known commodity is what I'm saying. So Sure, sure. So out of the other couple of guys, I think I would stay away from, um, from Buck Allen. I don't like where the uh, I don't like where they're going in uh, Baltimore <laughs> at all. It's it's a bad bad place. So I suppose that would leave Spencer where. Well, for me, Buck Allen is a guy I'd go with just because there is not going to be a competition there. It looks like it's Buck Allen and he's the running back. Spencer well, Ware might not even play this week. I I was you know this is assuming that Sharkhandrick West is out. I would assume. Sure, but we because have to, if any of these starters were in, you wouldn't worry about the backups. No, but what I'm saying is, in a waiver wire situation, right? We have to take into consideration the fact that oh, we have to make the decision tonight. The the percentage uh, possibility that Spencer Ware is going to be the main back, and for how long that happens. Oh, that's uh, very small. I still think Sharkandrick West is going to end up playing. Well, then then Allen is the better choice in this particular case. Mm, about the only choice, really. <laughs> if you can't get Rawls, then get Allen. Then you got to worry about with Allen, though, is uh, especially with how with, with with what's going on in Baltimore right now. There is a very good chance that they're going to be spending a lot of second half throwing the ball and like having to throw the ball. But he does receive it's, passes, which is good, so especially a plus, a if plus. it's in the PPR. But I and I'm not I'm not on the Baltimore Ravens bandwagon by any means. Uh, but but I am saying that right now, when a guy like Sproles is a guy that you would consider playing, uh, Buck Allen is an awesome pickup in a in a fantasy league. Oh yeah, I go. I definitely. Buck Allen's a Sproles. great one start, uh, one week start, right. maybe two weeks. They play Cleveland and Miami the next couple of weeks, but then you know they play Seattle, Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Have fun with those defenses. Well, sure, but if you don't have a running back on your team and you're playing guys that are just crap, like I'm just saying, well, yeah. he's a starting running back on a team, so they're very valuable right now. I mean, if you're not in a in a committee, then you're like you know throw confetti at you, like put well, you on I a mean, high ride. You know, yeah. it, Sean Drone is <laughs> a number one running back. Is he worth starting? Well, how many did they have to go through before they got to Sean? All right, that's when you bring they're in. on the third guy, I guess. Well, at least at least uh, Allen's only number two. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's a guy they had to pick up like from the dust of the waiver yeah, wire just that's to play. True. Uh, Michael Floyd as a wide receiver put up some big numbers in the last two games. Uh, he is nursing a hamstring injury as well, which happens a lot in the middle of NFL seasons because everybody is totally physically exhausted yeah. and hurt. Hamstring is definitely word you hear a lot. Yeah, the the thing I want to bring up is rookie JJ Nelson. This guy uh, put up 142 yards and a touchdown on four receptions last week. And uh, the previous week, I believe he also got three for 70 or something like that. So with Floyd sidelined, he becomes sort of a, a pick-up-and-drop-in-your-lineup kind of person with Carson Palmer uh, throwing the football around. Uh, especially because John Brown is generally getting a touchdown, but he's more like also a decoy, sideline, Mike Wallace kind of, kind of guy. So in that offense... All you have right now is J.J. Nelson and Fitzgerald as far as like the close possession receivers. So I see Nelson doing pretty well in the in the weeks to come. And to be honest, I don't even care what their what their matchup is because Arizona chucks the ball around like nobody's right. business. Yeah, you definitely want it. I mean, anybody that's going to be 
in one of the top three spots of the uh, uh, Cardinals re- receiver depth chart, yeah. you want on your team the way that uh, Carson Palmer has been throwing the ball this year. And right. he throws it deep all the time. Yep. Carson Palmer, I believe, is our number one ranked quarterback this week. There you go. Because they have a sweet matchup against San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice to play San Francisco this year, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Danny Amendola went down Monday night with a non-contact injury, so that's the kind you don't want to get because they always end up being ACLs or MCLs or PCLs or some kind of CLs. Uh, but what happened with him is just a sprained knee. So uh, probably be back in a couple weeks, if not next week or the week after. Uh, we don't expect him, I guess, to be there this week, though. So in that case, you don't have Edelman, you don't have Amendola, um, you have Brandon LaFell and Rob Gronkowski. And that's basically it. And Chris Harper. Uh, well, Chris Harper and Keyshawn Martin aren't really parts of the offense. I mean, he got targeted a couple times, but he caught nothing. Uh, Harper. Yeah. Well, Dobson's out too. They, yeah. They're going to have to. Harper's going to get a bunch of time. No, I think so. I think they'll. Uh, start, but not going to be productive because they play Denver. I think they'll start doing two tight end sets and have Scott Chandler get more uh, involved because more than anyone else, he's actually been there catching touchdowns and passes. Um, that's true. But, I mean, we know the Patriots can change their scheme up at the drop of a dime. Who knows what they're going to do? I mean, they might go right to... It's going to be all the Garrett Blunt and James White. <laughs> it certainly could be. I mean, they have, the, they have the ability and the personnel to have a power running team. Uh, that would be interesting, <laughs> considering Tom Brady's been averaging... 300 plus yards right here yeah, mvp season and uh, now let's just focus on the running game like just relax while we coast into our playoff right. berth <laughs> being that they're undefeated though i doubt that they do that i think they're going to go out and try to kick everyone's ass yeah I, I said before this is the year for the patriots to just kind of you know it's the tom say, brady yeah. middle finger yep it's the fu to the league i mean that's it's, right uh, you want to you want to try to get us for um for having lighter <laughs> balls than uh, than other teams we will just dominate everybody mm-hmm I don't know. I think that Brock Osweiler might pull it out this week. Yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> Says the laughing man. Uh, heck, if anyone was going to beat him, I thought Buffalo had a pretty good chance. That'll be the unanimous uh, pick in our confidence pool, and you'll have to pick against them. <laughs> what would be great you'll have to call the upset Dave. is if the Patriots uh, make it all the way to the Super Bowl and the Giants go in and defeat them. I'm, I'm saying. I mean, if, <laughs> <laughs> the Giants, I think, are winning their division still. I'll be undefeated again, and the Giants will just the knock four them on and the six head. Giants or something like that. Yeah, yeah. The, the NFC East is just just brutal. Uh, tight end injuries. Zach Ertz, who's a guy that we always bring up in the beginning of the year. Sometimes he has good games. He's always like sort of a vaunted athlete, a person that should be better, but doesn't usually live up to expectations. In fact, never really has over the course of a season or even a span of five games. Say, uh, he is out with a concussion, and it looks like. The person who will be filling in for him is Brent Selleck. Selleck has actually been decent. He actually brought down 11 receptions for over 200 yards in the past two weeks. And because their passing offense has a lot of problems, I feel like whether it's Bradford or Sanchez manning the ship, they're going to be passing to Selleck all day. So I kind of like him as a tight end play, at least this coming week. Uh, but I mean, maybe not going forward, especially because Ertz could come back. But Selleck has been doing well. It's hard to argue with that. Yeah, I'm just worried that you know they don't have a very good quarterback there, and that may have been part of the problem with Ertz is that you know he doesn't he's never had a really good quarterback. He said Nick Foles and Sam Bradford and Mark Sanchez. Well, they're still okay. I mean, both those guys are better than Nick Foles as far as I'm concerned. Well, now <laughs> they are. He his rookie year was the good Nick Foles year. 
where Nick Foles had 27 touchdowns. I don't understand games. what that was, but it was probably not Nick Foles. Yeah, that for was the probably record, invasion yeah. of the all, body snatchers. Yeah, seven of those came against the Raiders in one game. So, so I mean, that's uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's that's like that Doug Martin year where he where he uh, did so well, but he only had like three games where he scored 40 points, and that's why he has three <laughs> right. points. Like Doug Martin has 160 points. Well, three games he scored 120. Um, one of those it, against the Raiders. I'm noticing a trend here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the Raiders aren't the punching bag that they used to be. Right. That, that is true. They're they're on the way up. Uh, Jordan Reed has an MCL sprain, and it looks like he's healing quickly. In fact, it must be a grade one sprain uh, because they're saying that he could come back and play this week. So Reed is always a good play because Washington needs to pass the ball, and they, need, they pass the ball to Reed. Uh, last week he didn't do so well, but part of that was because of his injury. Um, part of it was that they played Carolina. Sure, but but again, you know, with the tight ends, sometimes it's a little different. Like the tight ends will still get receptions because they're just having dump off, like uh, outside lane plays. But if you're playing Carolina or Denver or New England um, or Buffalo, those those teams are way too good against the pass. So I guess they could be clogged up. I see what you're saying. Uh, so that is all I have for for the uh, injury update today, and. Uh, Let's move on to another category in a moment. Yeah, a little beer for you here, buddy. So, don't stir up the cinnamon on the bottom. Cinnamon? Cinnamon. Almost as light. All right, all right. So, of the guys that we didn't talk about on the waiver wire, let's just go over a couple of them. I think in most leagues, uh, the waiver wire does go through on uh, Wednesday morning. Is that the case in the leagues that you're in? Yeah, when, um, overnight, uh, Tuesday, to, uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. So I have a league, for example, where the uh, it's it's actually uh, not waivers. It, well, it is sort of waivers, but it's it's a free agent bidding uh, right. uh, system. I forget how what Yahoo calls that. And, uh, and that goes through for me on Wednesday and I think also Fridays. Uh, and I have another league in CBS that goes through on Thursday morning. That was last year. We had a league where there was never free agents, and so you had two waiver periods each, um, two waiver periods each week. But ours are free agent bidding at the same time that you would normally have waivers, and then there's free agents for a couple of days. Oh, I gotcha. Uh, so I just learned that apparently there's Hawaiian words on the bottom of the caps from the Kona beers. Hmm. So they what, teach like you, howly? They teach you vocabulary. <laughs> howly, yes, yes. So let's see what I got. Uh, I've got a niu, which is coconut, and a halu, which is wave. I kind of like the that language. It seems like they're just going like aula yabla liabla. Make the noise of the thing you see. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. You know, have a have a have a couple of these beers here, and then just see what sounds <laughs> pop out. You know, <laughs> well, uh, yes, that's a wave. I am totally ignorant when it comes to these uh, to these languages. I, in fact, I've never been to Hawaii, so I would love to to go out there and drink a Kona in Hawaii. That sounds exciting. It's authentic. Watch in in Hawaii, they're like that. That beer is crap. <laughs> you gotta try this Budweiser. Yeah, exactly. With this import, we get this uh, this Heineken. It's unbelievable. This, this Bud Light. Well, Heineken's an import. Anyway, uh, 
Jameis Winston is uh, one of our first waiver picks. Uh, he did really well last week. He got five touchdowns, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Doug Martin is such a good tool for Jameis Winston as a rookie quarterback because he is just going out there and putting all the pressure away from from that line and from him. And if you've got a guy running like that, you know, that's that's something else for the quarterback. He's always going to have that extra receiver, you know, that one less defensive back. Uh, so that's good news. He has a good schedule coming up uh, playing against Indianapolis and then Atlanta and New Orleans. So at the very least, you might want to try to get him on your team in order to play him against the Saints. Because as we all know, any quarterback playing against the Saints scores a billion points. This week, in a two-quarterback league, I will be benching Andy Dalton, who has a tough matchup, and playing Brian Hoyer, who gets to the Saints. Yeah, destroy the Saints this week. That makes sense. I understand how that works like in your mind, but I, I still wouldn't do it. Would you like to bet on it? Sure, because it's Andy Dalton and it's Brian Hoyer. That's fine. I mean, I get it, but I have a hard time playing Brian Hoyer for anything. Well, oh, my I mean, friend. No. Brian Hoyer will have the power of Cecil Shorts behind him. Well, Cecil Shorts. <laughs> drink five as a, as a rule on this league. By the way, did you guys see Did you guys see Cecil Shorts throwing a, a touchdown? First and ten. Will Shorts throw? He will. And he's got the open running back, Blue. Who took advantage of Demario Davis in pass coverage? Twenty-one yard touchdown pass. Oh, we went crazy when we saw that, Dave. Well, Cecil Shorts, we've always been a fan of since uh, his Jacksonville days, and now in Houston, he's doing well uh, when he's not injured with hamstring problems. Uh, <laughs> but he threw a pass. I love, I love the wide receivers that you know throw passes uh, and, and and get touchdowns. See, in games. I, I had Alfred Blue on on my bench in one of my leagues. I obviously should have known there was the potential to get <laughs> catch a touchdown pass from Cecil Shorts <laughs> because it wasn't going to come from Brian Hoyer. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> when they're starting T.J. Yates, T.J. Yates. I mean, the, oh, the franchise quarterback of the Texans. I Cecil mean, Shorts was jack of all trades this last week. Uh, he had a bunch of running plays where uh, they were running the Wildcat, and he was playing Wildcat quarterback. Ugh, so this crazy. past week he had two catches for 51 yards, four carries for 26 yards, and a 21-yard touchdown pass. I noticed that. I was watching the uh, the games and um, uh, the uh, the bottom line, the stat line, like it's so. Oh, here's this you know this person you know ran for this, this person caught this. Mm-hmm. Cecil Shorts. Just like third, like just thirty <laughs> seconds worth of stat line. A big it was mumble jumble. <laughs> Cecil Shorts kicked a forty-five yard field goal. Yeah, he was out there on the sideline cheering. Surf section two sixteen popcorn. You know he's just doing it all. Heck yeah, he's got a good hot dog call. Hot dog. <laughs> uh, so so Brian Hoyer. Yes, I, I would love to bet with you. I'll just bet you for uh, for beers on the next show that Andy Dalton has more points uh, in standard scoring than Brian Hoyer. Okay, that sounds like it's a pretty reasonable bet. I <laughs> no, look I'm forward not to saying, whatever beers you get next week. I'm not saying that Rob Ryan <laughs> leaving has suddenly made the Saints' defense good, but uh, I am saying that Brian Hoyer is not a good quarterback. So that's all I have to go on. Now, there was a stat that we were talking about off the air today, um, because anytime it's not within this 90-minute uh, period is off the air. Generally, yeah. Um, except, uh, well, I won't get into that. But... Um, you were saying something about the the Saints uh, when you're playing against them as a quarterback. Right. So the Saints, uh, in terms of fantasy points against, have given up, on average, about five points per game more than the next highest uh, team, which is, I think, Baltimore. So, I mean, they're just... 
they're crazy, right? Yeah, so I they're giving up 25 points a game to opposing quarterbacks. Baltimore's given up 19.66. They, I, I heard the stat the other day that they are on pace to uh, to break the uh, to break the record, break the NFL record for most touchdown passes allowed, and it's not supposed to be close. Like they're supposed to, they're on pace to break it by like seven or eight uh, touchdowns. <laughs> so they're the worst passing defense of all time, possibly ever. Yes, 308 <laughs> yards and 2.8. Uh, touchdowns per game. Which is why you're now a Brian Hoyer fan. I get it. I right, understand. Exactly. For for one week only. Maybe we can buy you a Brian Hoyer t-shirt. Do they make those? <laughs> Probably don't make those. Plus, I mean, when you're throwing a Cecil Shorts, I mean, that's a buck fifty, three touchdowns automatic right there. Yep, yeah, exactly. Let's, let's... Drink five. Every time you mention him, you oh. just have to. Oh, yes, oh. here. Hmm. I fix so it. when you pour it, here, I'll show you. Look. It's a, uh, this beer, we've actually had it here on the show before. It's the, uh, Pipeworks Mosaic, mm-hmm. and on the back it's like, "Stop! You must read this." And what they want you to do is not pour that like little remaining sediment out, because they want all the yeast and stuff to stay in the bottle. So you're supposed to let it settle, you're supposed to chill out. So you know when you are buying a nice beer, ladies and gentlemen, make sure <laughs> that you read the label because they may be giving you helpful information. Well, there are some beers where they want you to like swish up the remaining sediment and pour it in. Sure, sure. And there's and there's some that they don't want you to drink it. Yeah. Well, cheers, buddy. Cheers. This is an Imperial IPA. All right. So uh, speaking of speaking of Brian Hoyer, that's one of our starts. Uh, Houston is on a bit of a winning streak in their last three games. Hoyer is going to start after clearing the concussion protocol and obviously is a guy that is okay to start versus a terrible Saints defense that we were just talking about. Um, again, I think Andy Dalton might score more points, but that's just me. I think Brian Hoyer will still have a good game. I think anyone playing the quarterback position will probably have a good game against the Saints. Yeah, I mean, the Bengals have to play the Rams. They are at home, though, so... They have that going for him. Uh, running backs, we touched on Spencer Ware earlier, uh, filling in for Shark Hendrick West if, if if he doesn't play. Thomas Rawls, we talked about. Javorius Allen or Buck Allen. Uh, you'll find him by one of those names we, we already talked about. <laughs> uh, Devin Funches, which is a is a good point. Uh, so here's a rookie that came in and was tasked with, uh, with replacing Kelvin Benjamin, who was a standout, incredible athlete, did really well with Cam Newton's offense, caught a ton of touchdowns. He wasn't able to do that, and he had injury problems. He only really started uh, this past week. This is like his first real game since he got injured. Um, and he had eight targets, caught four for 64 and a touchdown. So Newton wants to make him into that Kelvin Benjamin role because they've got uh, wide receivers, basically Greg Olson, who's catching everything, and Ted Ginn Jr., who gets open because he's small and scrappy and fast, and then drops half of his touchdowns. Like, there are literally, every Carolina Panthers game you watch, there is literally a 70-yard touchdown that was dropped by Ted Ginn Jr. I can't, <laughs> I cannot imagine how frustrating that is. Hey, that was that the is. case when he was in uh, Arizona, too. Fine, but I can't imagine how frustrating that is for, for Cam Newton. Although, it didn't seem to mind, uh, he didn't seem to mind last week when he was throwing his four or five touchdowns. Right, yeah. And he, I certainly didn't mind him being on my fantasy team. That was lovely. We, uh, it's funny. Me and my buddies always uh, joke uh, about uh, about Edgar Junior. Um, when he was drafted, um, he was draft, drafted by the Dolphins over. I want to say they wanted Brady Quinn. You know, six, <laughs> six, Notre Dame, right? Six of one. Um, but the uh, uh, the little uh, watch party that the Dolphins fans were having, uh, they were just booing insensibly. And uh, the coach, I want to say it may have been Cam Cameron uh, coaching at that time. 
But he comes out and uh, gets the uh, little press conference trying to uh, explain uh, the pick uh-huh. and his his reasoning behind uh, taking uh, Ted Ginn like twenty spots higher oh. than he should have been taken was he's got a great family. Yeah, a great family. So, so yeah, I mean, the 70-yard the, the touchdowns, you know, me and my buddies will be like, oh, another drop pass from Ted Ginn's grandma. God, jeez. <laughs> yeah, that draft, they could have had Patrick Willis. They could have had Marshawn Lynch. They could have had Darrell Rivas. Uh, could, could we could we not talk about uh, that draft and who <laughs> should have been let, taken? Let me, let, me, let me make you feel a little bit better here. The next wide receiver taken in that draft was Dwayne Bow. Yeah, they could have had <laughs> Dwayne Bow. Yeah. And nobody wants Dwayne Bow for anything. They don't even want him to run the, the local Taco Bell. Yeah, not so much there. That's very not true. So much. Like, get out of here, Bo. You can't handle it. You can't handle the pressure. I mean, there's a lot of gorditas yeah, that come through that place. Let's not look at the top of that draft. <laughs> uh, so top I, of that draft is nice. I think Funches, for, yeah. <laughs> I think Funches is, a, is, a good, is a good pick. Uh, 36% owned. But he is going to be more involved now. He's a fixture in that offense that wasn't able to play previous to this. And they're going to try to make him the number one receiver uh, he's a very big guy, just like Benjamin, and he has decent hands. So, with that offense, I mean, let's let's be serious. Carolina or New England, one of them is the best team in the NFL, and I think it's Carolina. Uh, I think if Carolina played New England, they would beat them. Oh, I agree. I completely agree with that. Um, oh boy. That is you the game I want to see. Yeah, <laughs> can we can we write a letter to Rose. the commissioner? And be like, can you we know? just skip to the last game of the season yeah. where <laughs> these two teams play? We'll do the playoffs for fun. Yep. Uh, tight ends: Crockett Gilmore, who we talked about earlier, only owned in twenty two percent of leagues. He is uh, along with Max Williams, part of this sort of uh, tight end, really tall, uh, big tight ends that can catch on the Ravens, which is going to be really important for uh, Matt Shaw because. He's not going to be able to pass to anybody else on that team, right? You, you have experience with Schaub uh, from Oakland. Even Schaub in his last couple of years in Houston wasn't able to put it together. Right. So this is like a Hasselbeck getting out there, except Hasselbeck can still uh, make completions to his receivers. Quite possibly the greatest line I heard about Matt Schaub uh, when the uh, um, when the Raiders traded a six-round pick for him uh, to Houston. Uh, one of the Houston uh, beat writers uh, po- posted on Twitter um, – <laughs> yeah, because because of the, they got the sixth round pick, you know, Matt, oh, Matt Schaub giving the Texans one more pick six, <laughs> just <laughs> like, one more, fantastic. That's that's pretty good. That's yeah, like... I mean, they, they, yeah, the, the Raiders the Raiders trade for Matt Schaub, bring him in. He doesn't play. He doesn't start a regular season game. He comes in the preseason, looks like look look just looks horrible. Actually, actually went to to one of the games that uh, uh, he played and he started in the preseason just. Just atrocious, and I couldn't be happier for it because now we have Derek Carr. Yeah. You know, that's like we need Matt McGloin out there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> when, when you're getting benched for Matt McGloin, that's when you need to rethink your profession. Yeah, they've really done a great job in the draft the last couple of years. The Raiders, the Raiders. Oh I my think goodness, so. yes. The other yeah. funny sentiment that we saw on a Roto World news snippet uh, was, uh, oh, what was that about? About who? Um, Oh, it was about Michael Vick. They said, like, you should probably rethink your profession when you're getting benched for Landry Jones. So same <laughs> Things same. aren't going your way. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, it's... These poor people, yeah. Uh, Robbie Gold uh, has been doing pretty well after having a couple bad weeks, kind of slumping, had an illness, came back, and he's been starting to play really well again. And that's because the Bears are able to move the football. And that's pretty great because we didn't think that was going to happen this year. We had no idea, in fact. So as long as they're doing that and scoring touchdowns, and getting up, you know, in fact, it's even better for Gold and anyone who has Robbie Gold if 
the Bears don't score the touchdowns if they just get down to the 30 and can't break it in. <laughs> oh, of never course. Done. Yeah. Then we're done. And uh, the Bears are pretty good at that, let's be honest. <laughs> so that's why Robbie Gold is so good because he's scoring 30, 40-yard touchdowns all the time. I mean, field goals. Uh, field goals. <laughs> yeah. If Robbie Gold was scoring 40-yard touchdowns. I'm saying, that's the kicker Hall of Fame right yeah, there. Fair enough. Best kicker ever. <laughs> in fact, he was so not a kicker, he was a tight end, probably. Um, uh, defense special teams, Tampa Bay Buccaneers is a recommended pickup from us. Uh, they are pretty good at, at getting the ball uh, from the opponent, like be it fumbles or interceptions. Uh, Lovey Smith defense uh, generally is able to create turnovers pretty well, and they play Indianapolis in Week 12, and they'll have Matt Hasselbeck under center, uh, taking advantage of an older quarterback that has some problems with arm strength uh, and being overexerted, etc. It should be pretty easy for those young players on that defense to get a couple turnovers. So I, I do like that play. Um, yeah. Any other streaming defenses you like this week? Yeah, I was just going to go into that because I was I was going over the defenses and, and made my rankings for them on Fantasy Pros. If uh, any listeners here don't know, uh, we have our rankings up on FantasyPros.com as one of the uh, as one of the weekly experts and. Um, of course, you can check them out on our website. I think they'll be posted tomorrow morning. Uh, we also have, and we'll talk about that later, a uh, Confidence Picks article from Tad, who's our expert in that arena. Uh, we have the Injuries article up that we just spoke about. Uh, and there's waiver Wire Picks if you're interested. And then we'll have the Rookie Report up probably later tonight or tomorrow, which uh, is one of my favorite things to read each week. Uh, the Rookie Report, if you haven't read that, is from Sean Foss, who's our college football expert. And it goes over each player uh, that is a rookie this year that in their pertinent uh, sort of roles, whether that be a start or someone who's on the borderline or maybe a dynasty or deep uh, league play. But it's very interesting, a lot of uh, insightful references from Sean since he's watched all these players for years on their respective college teams. And uh, if you're liking what you're listening to right now on the Drink 5 Fantasy Football Podcast, we are available on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, you can follow us um, on Twitter uh, at Drink5, and we're on Facebook uh, at Drink5 Network. So please do, and give us a rating on iTunes or Stitcher if you listen to us. That'll help us out a lot to, to gain uh, a bigger audience. But I don't recommend you tell any of your friends about us, because that... That, that will ruin your advantage. That will ruin your advantage in your <laughs> leagues. Yep. So get the word out, but don't get the word out to your friends. Tell them about us after the Super Bowl. Um, okay, so we're talking about defensive streaming options, and Tampa Bay is definitely one of those options. Uh, another one that I really like this particular week is Oakland uh, versus Tennessee. I think that they should do uh, a pretty good job versus uh, the Titans this particular week. Um, I also like Cleveland versus Baltimore because they're playing Matt Schaub. They have a new running back. They have hardly any wide receivers. So Cleveland, although they haven't been that great of a defense in general, will be a good matchup against this quarterback. Uh, and how about we talk about this a little bit? You're a huge Raiders fan. That's the truth. Do you think, uh, in your confidence picks this week, did you pick uh, the Raiders over Tennessee? I did not. You- I've, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm a little upset with my Raiders right now. So <laughs> I've, I've, I've picked them to win the last couple of weeks, so we're going to go with the uh, the reverse psychology He's this like, week. like, okay, you enough did, of you that. You did just put the one on them. Yeah, on just, just the one, just the one. It should be a close game, right? That's what I'm thinking. It... it, it Hopefully it's not. It, it really should not be. I mean, with, with, the, with the, the talent levels with the Raiders I have, it should not be a close game. It's going to be a close game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. 
Um, so yeah, the Browns is an extremely recommended option, um, and I I also like the Kansas City Chiefs, who if they're not picked up may have been on the wire because for a whole big stretch there the Chiefs had an atrocious defense. It's yeah. only recently that they've really picked up steam. Yeah, they got healthy. Their secondary was in shambles. Yeah, and they're playing Dallas, which has uh, Romo and Bryant. Sure, but you know they he both just came back from injury. They're having issues. Uh, Darren McFadden, this is probably the week that he uh, turns into glass and shatters. Um, so Why do it, you have to say things like that? <laughs> Why do you have to do that? He doesn't like when I'm predicting things like that, yeah. Um, if you're in a deeper league, one of the, the good streaming options that I've seen is also the Jaguars for San Diego. San Diego's offense is struggling greatly. Jacksonville is an up-and-coming team with a young, awesome defense. They should be able to generate some turnovers for San Diego. Yep, definitely like the Jaguars as a streaming option. Be trying to pick them up and get rid of the Titans this week, I think. Well, that's all I got there. We'll uh, move into our, our next segment here. All right, Ted. So, so you've got the confidence picks here up on the website. And I don't want to spend too much of a time on it, but I do want to just go over them briefly. So, if you've never played Confidence Pool before, basically all that happens is you have uh, a number uh, that goes up sequentially, uh, depending on how many teams are playing that week, and you assign them points, more points, for those you're more confident in the win. Uh, you have 16 points this week because there's 16, team, uh, 16 matchups going on. Uh, and so 16 is most confident, one is least confident. The idea is to get the most points. 16 for you is Green Bay over Chicago. 16. So divisional games are usually pretty close. Green Bay hasn't been playing that well. Chicago's been playing better than normal. I heard uh, a stat today, something like uh, Jay Cutler has defeated the Green Bay Packers like 0.9% of the time or that's, something like that. That's not a lot. <laughs> I think he has one win <laughs> in his wow. career. And that's, that, that was part of the game that Aaron Rodgers got knocked out, too. Yeah, that was with so, Shane I mean, McLennan. Yeah. McClellan, probably. So. Maybe it was. So, Jay Cutler against the Packers uh, has one playoff game and yeah. a bunch of regular season games. He's won once. He's won 11-0 in the regular season and 0-1 in the postseason, uh, giving him that point nine or, or, or 9%, right? Not 0.9%, because he'd have to play 100 games to get that low. But yeah. no, he would. He would the lose that comes many. Out to if, if he played 100 games, he would lose. Point zero nine. So, right. In 2010, <laughs> they won uh, at home 20 to 17. Jay Cutler putting up oh. a massive 221 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Massive. That's a, that's a Jay Cutler game right there. So I, I'm I'm understanding it, but I I am saying you know based on the trends of both teams, I don't know. Uh, it seems like it could be closer. But you saw Green Bay last week versus Minnesota stuff up Adrian Peterson, have a good pass rush, and, and throw some touchdowns. So are you thinking that Green Bay is just on the right track again? I do think so. Eddie um, Lacy's even running the ball. Exactly, yeah. I mean, Eddie Lacy's, uh, Eddie Lacy's back at it. Uh, like you said, they stuffed Adrian Peterson. Um, so, I mean, uh, Matt Forte coming back from an injury doesn't exactly strike me as uh, that uh, that confident this week, okay. uh, the way the Packers' defense is playing. Let's – 
let's hurry up over the, uh, the next couple of these. So what I think I should do is just stop if I see something that just seems out of the ordinary, right? So 15, Cincinnati over St. Louis. I kind of get that. St. Louis can't score points except with Gurley. They're not right. going to score enough to beat them. No. Yeah, they have uh, Case Keenum right now. The Jets, the Jets over Miami. Miami could be a good team, but they're so like you know in, in flux right now, and they don't know who they are. Yeah. Uh, the Jets are throwing touchdowns. Fitzpatrick looks okay. Chris mm-hmm. Ivory's been good, and Miami's defense hasn't been anything near what it should be. So I, I would just say I would put lower points on the Jets winning this game. Fourteen uh, is a bit high for me, but clearly you're very low on Miami. Very, right? yeah. Like I said out there, it's it's a lot more of uh, being low on Miami than being high on the Jets. Yeah, gotcha. uh, the, the Jets are decent, but uh, the Miami stinks. Yeah, just <laughs> Arizona over San Francisco for thirteen. That one seems pretty obvious. Kansas City over Buffalo. I think that they'll take it to them, especially with Taylor kind of having a nagging injury right now. Mm. Uh, Jacksonville over San Diego, which I I love. You put eleven because Jacksonville is sort of a fledgling team that hasn't been doing. That well, they have been doing well, but Bortles just got like his ass kicked in this last game. Yeah, I definitely fell out to put the, put Jacksonville that high. But San Diego is um, a good place to get his groove ex- back. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> the Chargers are just—I mean, they're they're fighting each other on the sidelines. And San you know, Diego has to go across the country and play a noon game yeah. in Jacksonville. That's yeah. it's off by three hours for them. Yep. Uh, Carolina over Dallas for 10. Uh, bold prediction, and you have a bold prediction in each one of these articles. Your bold prediction is that Camden will have another four touchdown game, which is awesome. And I sort of, I can't really find fault with that because I feel like Carolina's been good all season, but their offense hasn't been clicking. Now with Devin Funchess and Jonathan Stewart doing well, the Panthers are exploding all over the place. They're definitely, they're definitely, it's, in the offseason you definitely would not uh, predict them to be one of the two remaining uh, undefeated no. teams. I mean, hell, uh, when they were 7-0, and everyone was like, eh, they're not as good as they as their record says they are. Well, they got the Packers coming up. We'll see then. And, well, look what uh, happened. They, <laughs> they stomped on the Packers. Yeah. They got the Packers at a good time. You know, right. I was very impressed with that Packers win against Minnesota. Yeah. You know, you know I mean, I, I was... Minnesota, Minnesota 7-2 this year. I'll tell you what, though. Like, watching, I uh, watched that game. Um, I married into the Packers. Uh, so I watched all that game. And the Vikings definitely handed the uh, that game a lot. Uh, a lot of, lot of dumb penalties, a lot of uh, 15-yarders. Uh, the the Vikings definitely did what they could to hand the Packers that game. Packers looked good, but the Vikings looked bad. Uh, okay, Seattle over Pittsburgh for nine. I I don't agree with that. I don't think I don't think Seattle's Why? good enough to beat Pittsburgh with that much confidence. At least I would consider that to be a much closer game. But I think Pittsburgh's offense is is still one of the best in the league, and Seattle's defense is not one of the best defenses this year. So it pains me to see that to that pick. But that's because I'm a Pittsburgh fan. You're the expert. I'm not going with you this week on that one. Uh, Cleveland over Baltimore for eight. Uh, I do think Cleveland will win. They at least have people that have been playing their positions for longer than three weeks. Uh, it's sad that that's the Monday night game this week. Yeah, that's going to be an awful game. That is the best case to flex Monday night games that has been in a while. Uh, New England over Denver for seven. Agree with that. I mean, Brock Osweiler looked like he could do a couple things. That was against Chicago. Against New England, he's going to be in trouble. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay over Indianapolis for six. Uh, I think this game is a toss-up, but Tampa Bay's offense looks a lot better. Oh, yeah. Definitely could be beating the Colts, who have an old, an oldie but a goodie at uh, quarterback. Uh, New York Giants over Washington for five. Uh, at this point, you, you've run out of things to say about uh, uh, the NFC. Uh, the NFC East. <laughs> just, what do you say? The, I think that Washington has a chance to win this game. They're pretty good at home this year. Yeah, but the Giants are probably going to throw two touchdowns to Odell Beckham Jr., and it's going to be hard for Washington to keep up with the offense. Kirk Cousins throws three touchdowns. Hmm. 
Well, I mean, it is a five. If Jordan Reed plays, I think Washington can win. I will say that is indeed a bold prediction. Uh, Oh. See what I did there? Because that's my thing. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait till the end of the year when we can uh, look at all of your bold predictions and see how well you did. Because there are some that I've been reading throughout the year that I love. You're going to write like a wrap-up article, right? Yeah, I did uh, did it for the first time last year. Going to do it again. I'm keeping track of all these. Um, I I will hold myself accountable to see see Uh, what happens. Four is Detroit over Philadelphia. Um, that's a tough one for me. I don't really know who's going to win that game, so I'm in the same boat as you. I would probably put less points on whoever I pick. I'm glad that that's the first game on Thursday because that's when you're always busy on Thanksgiving. Is during the first game. Yeah, so that game is crap. You don't really have to watch the Lions versus the Eagles. Yeah, a lot of times, you know, that's when I'm eating. So that's yeah. Uh, Minnesota over Atlanta for number three. Atlanta can score points, but Matt Ryan has not been good. Uh, Devontae Freeman is injured. All the things that were good about Atlanta earlier in the season are now not good about Atlanta, which Minnesota <laughs> could win the, the NFC North division. They've been really good. Uh, I, I think I agree with you. New Orleans over Houston for two. I think New Orleans has a terrible defense, but Drew Brees will score more points than Brian Hoyer. That's going to be a shootout. I mean, uh, I, I mean as, as unbelievable <laughs> yeah. as it is to think that somebody could they're outshoot win, Brian Hoyer. I mean, they're going to win 41 to 37 or something oh, ridiculous yeah. like that. Yep, and uh, Tennessee over Oakland for one. So this is I one don't that, agree with that. That's one that hurts you. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna put points on Oakland, I think. I think I am too. You're doing it because I, you, I appreciate you that. picked that's Oakland that's to win so many times and they I'm have saying, like, I'm, I'm just I'm just mad. Like, no, you don't, you don't deserve my pick, jerks. You need to send a message to them. Exactly, that's more Motivation right there. It's like benching a guy in your fantasy team. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for writing that article, uh, as always. And uh, it is good advice. I think you've had a couple weeks now where you've, uh, um, over the season, where you've only lost like uh, one or two games. Right, yeah. We've, uh, I, I would say we've definitely had a good year this year. So, um, I mean, if you've been following along, if you've been using my picks, much, uh, look, uh, you should be uh, sitting pretty good. Somewhere towards the, uh, towards the top, indeed. Very nice. All right, Ted. Well, cheers to you for coming out tonight. Cheers. We got about half an hour left in the broadcast, and for those of you listening live, thank you very much. Uh, if you're listening uh, not so live, then uh, we we appreciate that as well. Listening dead. Yeah, listening dead. You can uh, you can get in touch with us directly by emailing david drink 5com or jason at drink 5com uh, and we'll pass anything you want on to Tad as well if you have any questions or comments for him. Uh, and then we'll get him a Drink5 email address because what's taking us so long? Ted's got a Twitter. Yeah. Ted, what's your Twitter? I do have a Twitter. It is at, uh, uh, this was from high school, at TedDiggity24. That's uh, T-A-D-I-G-I-T-Y-2-4. I dig just it, own it, dude. I'm, so, I, I, I'm, I'm proud of it. I'm just saying. You know, it's from high school. It's, it's, it's been with me for a while. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, we don't have a whole lot of time, but we have enough time. We're going to talk about some player trends. This is something we've done uh, every single week uh, that we've uh, had people on the show this year. Yep. And uh, what we'd like to do is, at least what I'm going to do this time around, is pick one player from each position uh, that is trending up or down. I'm going to explain a little bit about the situation, and then I'm going to ask a question. Did and, we talk about last week's trends yet? Uh, well, Did no, but that? we don't have enough time to, to go over that, I don't think, unless you can do a real quick uh, summary. So last week we bet uh, that the loser with Glenn, Dave, and I would have to wear a pink shirt to our draft next year. Uh, so <laughs> first first trend was uh, Russell Wilson had been struggling. We wanted to know, is he going to bounce back, score 20 points? We all said yes. He put up like 25. 
Yeah. Good for Russell. Uh, Sharkandrick West Yay, Russell. had uh, a lot of carries and a lot of points in his last games. We said, will he make it to 18 points uh, for the fourth week in a row? Uh, Glenn and Dave both said yes. I said no. So uh, he did not. He only scored about seven points. It was kind of a rough game for him getting injured and all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randall Cobb, uh, we want to know, will he reach nine points? His average is 9.4. Will he even get there? And he had a touchdown, but he did not get there. I said he would. Dave and Glenn said no. Uh, so right now we're all tied, I believe. Um, and then finally, uh, we want to know, will Tyler Eifert score a touchdown? And uh, he scored two, which was fantastic. So Dave, you and I both said yes. And Glenn said no. So Glenn will be wearing a pink shirt next year's draft. Uh-huh. Well, congratulations, Glenn. We look forward to uh, to gently chastising you about wearing a pink shirt. Of course, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, sure. It, we'll leave it up to the rest of the league to do it relentlessly. I, I think I've actually seen Glenn in pink shirts, so I don't think it's going to be a problem for him. Well, yeah, I'm just glad I won't be the only one. It's just not my color. <laughs> it's not my color. You know what I mean? I'm more of a He's blue a or green. He's a ginger. It fits him better. <laughs> what uh, it should have been is the pink poodle skirt. Absolutely. Well, well that's a different bet. <laughs> uh, so, uh, player trend. Speaking of bets, uh, we're going to go over this, and uh, we're going to uh, say yes or no. And we're going to have the same kind of situation that you just heard. So we're also going to do a little mini fantasy lineup in a moment. That's going to be the bigger bet. But we need something uh, to bet here. All right? So here's what I'm going to suggest. Uh, I'm going to suggest that... You make the call, Dave. All right, that the the person who loses uh, this player trends bet has to attach a new picture... For the rest of the season, to their uh, uh, to their articles on drink5.com. Okay. Uh, nothing, nothing crazy. Just uh, wearing um, wearing a shirt or hat um, with uh, with a team, uh, an NFL team that is not their own. Okay. Ooh, sacrilegious. <laughs> yes. Is okay. that okay with you guys? I can do yeah, that. I mean, that's all right. Well, here we go. So, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback. He plays on the Green Bay He's Packers. A quarterback. Wait a minute. If you're Breaking not news. Wait a minute. Are you talking are, about AA Ron? Do you guys know Aaron Rodgers on the Green Bay Packers? Are you familiar with this player? You is that Rodgers with a D? <laughs> you can't see it, but I'm doing the discount double check right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so last uh, last three weeks that he's played at Carolina, 33.96 versus Detroit, 22.12 at Minnesota, 19.08. Rodgers plays the Bears. Uh, a team with renewed vigor, but still young, inexperienced defense. Will Rodgers be able to break the trends and score more than 19.08 fantasy points in his Turkey Day performance against the Chicago Bears? 19.08. How specific are you, Dave? All the specifics. So we're going to go clockwise and go with Tad first. Will Rodgers score more than 19.08 fantasy points in a standard scoring league against the Chicago Bears? That's 19 and 8%. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, absolutely. I don't have a doubt with that at all. I think Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is going to light up the Bears this week. I okay. Think. Okay. I agree. I think that he's going to do it. Yeah. Yep. There I you mean, go. It's, it's Aaron Rodgers. Come on. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you, but I'm going to say no just because. That's fine. <laughs> That's a hell of a reason. All right. AJ Green. So, are we familiar with AJ Green? Do we know who he is? Oh. Um, he's the uh, running back from the uh, Calgary Stampede, I believe. Right? Calgary Stampede. <laughs> now that is a team with a good logo. Uh, the AJ Green uh, is past three games uh, versus Cleveland, five point three versus Houston, four point seven at Arizona, seven point nine. 
Uh, Green is one of the best receivers in the NFL. That's without a doubt. He's been fantastic. He's a great athlete. He's a huge target. But with everybody else in the Bengals offense clicking, it seems like he's being used a lot of times as a decoy for the defense. Maybe not even on purpose. It just happens that way. Um, He's hitting a rough patch, obviously, in fantasy production. In standard leagues, he is not scoring very much at all. So can he get back on track by scoring eight or more points versus St. Louis? And we'll go with you first. I will concede the bet if either of you can tell me right now what AJ stands for in AJ Green. Mm. I don't know. Um, concede the whole bet instantly. I might as well je- uh, just je- instantly. Well, right. I can see if you start typing, but you could guess if you want. You'll never freaking guess it. A jerk? Uh, no, <laughs> no. Al Jackson. It's Ooh. Adriel Jeremiah Green. That's my second guess, actually. Adriel. Adriel. Well, you knew we were never. <laughs> well, that's why I said it, Dave. <laughs> Okay. All if right. it was Andrew Jackson Green, I mean, come on. <laughs> That's very presidential. I'm saying. Sure. Uh, so, let's go back to the bet. Could have been Alexander. Does, does he score more than eight points <laughs> versus St. Louis? Eight or more points, rather. Eight or more, huh? So, he's only hit that uh, four times this year. Um, against St. Louis, I don't like the odds, but boy, if he gets a touchdown, he's going to hit it, right? Boy, howdy. Boy. <laughs> oh, gee, I don't know. Golly, gee, Willigers. <laughs> so... AJ Green. I, I just have the Adriel Jeremiah in my head now. So will Adriel Jeremiah Green score eight or more points versus St. Louis? As opposed to some other AJ Green. Even though I'm gonna not start Andy Dalton, I'm gonna say yes. He will score eight or more points. I say yes as well. Well, I think um, a lot of AJ Green's uh, production is uh, with the lawn bombs, the lawn touchdowns. Um, I don't think the Rams' defensive line is going to allow Dalton the, the chance to uh, let enough, those plays yeah. develop. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, disagree with both of you. See, it's go always better no. when, when there's a no to go with the yeses or else the bets can't work. So. Yeah, Out of 11 weeks, so lots of wide receivers, only seven wide receivers have scored more than eight points against St. Louis. Uh, and nobody's put up more than 13.7. You see why these are interesting. Here. I know. This is a great one. Uh, Jonathan Stewart. Uh, he's a running back if you're not familiar with him. I believe he plays for I've a team. I've learned so much. Wait. Thing. I love that. I love his show. <laughs> Dude, it's over. I'm sorry. His show's over. It's, he, he's, no. he's gone. There's no more Daily Show. I oh. thought that was just a really bad dream. He <laughs> left the Daily Show went to the Panthers. So... <laughs> Now he's a, a star athlete in the NFL. It's amazing. Uh, so Jonathan Stewart versus Green Bay, 6.8 points. At Tennessee, 15.1. And versus Washington, 17.4. He's been killing it, along with the Panthers' offense in general, basically. So can he continue this upward trend and score more than 15 points against the Cowboys? It's going to be a nice game to watch. It really is. I think Carolina versus Dallas could, could be a bunch of points. Um, I'm going to start here. And I'm actually going to say, yes, Stewart has been awesome. The Panthers have been awesome. And I don't think they're going to trend down. How many points are you setting the line at? 15. More than 15. More than 15. 15.1 or higher. Well, Ted, you're up next. Well, if I'm up next, um, <laughs> yeah, if for no other reason for that, um, Jonathan Stewart and trending just does not seem to happen too much. So I am, <laughs> I am going to go with the no. He's, he's had too many good games. He's due for a bad one. There you go. 
Hmm. There's been a several really big games against Dallas defense this year. Jason's on the fence. I'm on the fence. How yeah. big is the fence? Is it like a ten foot fence, like a fifteen foot one? It's not a, like a really tall fence. Are we just doing like suicides a, on the fence? Can no, you no, running no. back and forth? No. Can you straddle the fence? Can you put both feet on the ground on either side of the fence? Oh, I've got a new Hawaiian word for you guys. Ooh. Yeah, it is aloha. Oh, is that does that mean <laughs> it says goodbye? What? It means goodbye. I thought that meant hello. Oh, geez, that was way off. <laughs> yeah, I mean this. You know, it's a whole new world. Uh, Mahalo. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. Uh, yes. Uh, so, 15, huh? I'm going to say no. There you go, you uh, Jonathan Stewart deniers. Uh, Jimmy Graham. Uh, at nope. da- at, <laughs> at Dallas. <laughs> at, at Dallas, 7.5. Wait, say that again? Versus Arizona, 4.1. Oh. Versus San Francisco, 3.9. Only had three games this season where he scored more than 11 points. Uh, so basically, he's been trending down since week six against the Panthers. Can he add one more 11-plus point game against well an improving Steelers defense this week? And it's yours. No. So, no. no. You just, said no? Just, just, nope. <laughs> just no. Yeah, I, uh, I was excited when I drafted uh, Jimmy Graham in our league. Um, I'm not as I'm, – I'm much more excited that I was able to get uh, uh, Gary Bartage on a free agency. That's <laughs> – well, I'm going to say yes, and I think he scores a touchdown here, which uh, along with his whatever, you know, 45 yards or 50 yards is going to... We'll put him up over 10, sure. We'll put him up over that. Um, so uh, that's all we have for those particular player trends, and I, I think that it's a, it's a pretty, good, uh, pretty good selection. So uh, let me make sure I got this right. So for Aaron Rodgers, uh, as far as breaking the trends and scoring more than 19.08... Against the Bears, you both said yes and I said no, correct? Sounds right. Yep. All right. Let's see. I mean, Aaron Rodgers put up 19 last week against uh, Minnesota, and Minnesota's got a pretty good defense. Mm -hmm. I definitely think that uh, on Brett Favre night, he's going to remind the Packers who who the real second best quarterback in franchise history is. Yep, for A.J. Green, scoring eight or more points for St. Louis. Uh, you said yes. I said yes, and and Tad said no. Okay. Does that yeah. sound right, Tad? Sounds about right. Adriel Jeremiah will, I think, get a touchdown this week. <laughs> uh, okay. And then Jonathan Stewart, uh, more than fifteen points. I said yes, and you both said no. I said no. You said yes for whom? Jonathan, Jonathan Stewart. Stewart. I said no. I do not think that Jonathan Stewart is going to put up the points this week. Um, our rankings kind of indicate that to me. If I look into the crystal ball of my laptop screen. And then uh, Jimmy Graham, you both said no. Nope. And I... <laughs> Can't say no fast enough no. to Jimmy Graham. You're going to be uh, eating crow after this week. It's unlikely with Jimmy Graham. Maybe with the other bets. <laughs> okay, great. So what we're going to do Maybe now... Brian Hoyer doesn't put up the points, I don't know. And we don't have too much time, but we're going to try to put it in here. Is we're going to create our own little mini fantasy football league for this particular week. Now the bet is always different. Last week's bet uh, was between uh, the three of us. That was uh, Glenn, Dollum, Jason, and myself. Um, and that's Dollum, not from Street Fighter. That's his last name. <laughs> we, uh, we're going to uh, do a bet on a bottle of Jameson Select Reserve, which is a very fun little Irish whiskey. And the players that lost, so the two players that lost, were going to, at some point, uh, purchase a bottle of that for all three of the people to enjoy. 
And uh, in this case, it was Glenn and I who lost and Jason who gets to enjoy. Hell yeah. I mean, all of us get to enjoy. He just gets better bang for his buck. Cause that's, not... that's true. A couple so, highlights from the matchup. Uh, Dave, you had Tony Romo was your high scorer, uh, a little over 15 points. You got really hurt with Matt Jones, who had negative 0.8. Amari Cooper, who only had 0.4. He likes to rub salt in the wounds. I just, that's you know, <laughs> like to brag. Mean. Glenn, uh, Glenn had a rough time. He had Demarius Thomas at 11.9 was his high scorer. Uh, so he finished last. Dave, you were second with 60.78. Glenn had 58.32. Um, I had an okay team this week. Last week we all did better. Um, but my best player was Matt Ryan with 20 points. I finished with 86, so I await the Jameson. <laughs> yes, you do. So uh, the bet this week between Tad and Jason and myself is going to be uh, to go out to a, a brewery that's local over by Tad, and the uh, I believe the loser has to purchase both of the other people a or no is it both the, losers both have, losers have to purchase the winner you know the winner gets flight. two flights so two flights of beers wow that's that's terrific um, so we're all agreed on this and and it's all uh, you know shaken and everything yeah not, not stirred and the winner gets to choose from a a small pool of breweries that we'll go to great. So, uh, what we're going to do is start with quarterbacks. And since you, uh, well, sorry, we won't start with quarterbacks, but here's what the league is, just so you know. It's one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, a uh, uh, kicker, and a defense. And you get to decide which one of those to pick from first. So, you can say RB1 or WR1 or WR3 or whatever. You decide what position to pick from. And when you decide what position to pick from, you get the first pick out of those people. I will tell you what people they are to pick from. Okay, This is just an arbitrary number based on our current rankings on FantasyPros.com. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and pick a, uh, a position, and then I'll let you know what guys you can pick from, and then you pick one. If that player does not play because of injury, uh, etc., then you'll automatically get the, um, the player that is at the bottom. The next player. Well, not the next player. Okay. On our rankings, you'll get the person who's at the very end of gotcha. all the players we picked. So makes sense. Any position you want to start with? Oh, let's just start with the good old-fashioned running back. All right. So for the running backs, we're going to be choosing from positions 14, 15, and 16. 14 is Darren McFadden, a matchup versus Carolina. 15 is Danny Woodhead, a matchup versus Jacksonville. And 16 is LeGarrette Blunt with a matchup versus Denver. And this so, is standard scoring league, just like our Drink 5 league. Just yep. to catch, catch him. So, pick a player. McFadden, Woodhead, or Blunt. Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Blunt, you know, it's funny with Blunt. Um, he can have, like, huge games, and he can have nothing. He's had, a, he's had a lot of nothing recently. And he has to play Denver. Yeah. I mean, it's... You got you're going against you're, with these three. You're going up against the the Carolina, the Denver, and uh, the the revitalized Kansas City defense. No, they're going to Jacksonville. What I said, Woodhead will be yeah. Woodhead will be. That's my fault. Jacksonville. Last week they played them last week. My fault. Yep. Um, I will stick to my Raider blood here. I will uh, go with uh, with Derek Derek McFadden. All right. I you know I like seeing him play pretty well. Lately. Danny Woodhead or Legarrette Blunt. Um. So I'm going to go with Danny Woodhead. Great. I get LeGarrette Blunt, so record that, please, for us, sir. Uh, and then when you're done, it is your turn to pick a, uh, a position. B-L-O-U-N-T. <laughs> Let's do quarterbacks. All right. For quarterback, we are choosing between 5, 6, and 7. 
Let me just pull that up. Quarterbacks five, six, and seven. Okay, so we've got uh, Philip Rivers. You're the one. You're the one deciding. So I want to give you all the time in the world to think about the players. Philip Rivers at Jacksonville, Eli Manning at Washington, and Tom Brady at Denver. <laughs> and Tom Brady at Denver. Um, <laughs> let's see. Hmm. All away. That's interesting. Normally, I like to pick the home guys in these matchups. I always feel like they do better. Oh, boy. Hmm. Tom Brady has nobody to throw it to. Phillip Rivers has nobody to throw it to. I'm going to take Eli Manning in this position. He actually has receivers. That's what I probably would have picked first, too. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go ahead and select, against my better judgment, uh, Phillip Rivers, because I at least think he'll have to throw it all day. Wow, I'm amazed that Tom Brady is last. Well, he's playing Denver. I'm, uh, I'm going to go ahead and... Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna pick Tom Brady. That's a surprise. I don't think anyone saw that coming. <laughs> the last time someone said I'll settle for Tom Brady was when the Patriots drafted him. When they drafted him, him. yeah, that's okay. Uh, six round flyer. So my my turn to choose, and I'm gonna go ahead and select the first. Uh, what have we done? We've done a RB one and QB. Okay, so I'll do wide receiver one, and we're picking between seven, eight, and nine. Uh, that is Brandon Marshall, Mike Evans, and Calvin Johnson. Brandon Marshall plays Miami. Uh, Mike Evans is at Indianapolis, and Calvin Johnson is against the Eagles. So I love Calvin Johnson versus the Eagles, but Calvin Johnson is, is hard. It's hard to predict him doing well. He just hasn't been. Um, I, I have to go with... Uh, <laughs> you know what's great? Because they're so high in the rankings, any one of those guys has the opportunity to score 20 points. Oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, but I'm going to take... But on any of those guys could also have a dud week. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm going to take Brandon Marshall, who's our highest rated guy at number seven. So, uh, Evans or Johnson? You know, it's it, it's funny to say that. I'm, I'm saying this with not a lot of confidence, but I, I, I will take Calvin just because I feel like... It's turkey you know day, I mean? man. It's turkey day, and like the, the fantasy football gods are like telling me like I have to take Calvin Johnson. You must. Interesting. <laughs> I, you know, I always think about Calvin Johnson on turkey day, of course, and I never have him. So just when I saw those three players, I was like, oh, I'm going to finally have to root for <laughs> Calvin Johnson on Thanksgiving. <laughs> but nope, thank you guys for saving me from that. Uh, we got to go with my cousin Mike Evans. He'll be a Raider next year. We got a lineup question too, but we'll, we'll answer it right after we pick this uh, uh, this little squad. Okay, so it is your turn next, uh, Tad. So you can choose running back two, wide receiver two, wide receiver three, tight end, kicker, defense. You know what? I think I am the only person that thinks that this is a very underrated position. Let's go defense. Oh no, I, I totally I agree. With always, you. I think it's good to always have a solid defense. I, I'm a big fan of that myself. So uh, in this position, we're going 10, 11, 12 for defense. Make it a little more difficult out of the ordinary. And you have Oakland Raiders at Tennessee, Cleveland Browns at Baltimore, or versus Baltimore, and New York Giants at Washington. All three matchups that yeah, could be good. Raiders, Browns, Giants. That's three matchups against the, uh, the the top five of the draft, it sounds like. <laughs> um. Okay, I obviously have a um, something. In, I have obviously have my uh, my favorite to pick there, but um, <laughs> in uh, the uh, spirit of the trying to Oakland. win, 
<laughs> Not in the the spirit of trying to win, I am going to go with uh, Cleveland against uh, what is seeming to be a varsity high school football team in Baltimore. At this the point. Baltimore. Oh yeah, yeah, that was the that Baltimore was definitely going to be my pick. Yeah. Huh. Um. So I the, get my choice between the Giants and the Raiders. Yeah. Hmm. Which shall you choose? I think I'll have to take the Raiders. Okay. New York Hope Giants. Hopefully, Mac gets me some sacks. Ah, he's fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so I got the Giants. You got the Raiders, and Tad took the Browns. Uh, what position would you like, Jason? You have the New York Football Giants, right? Uh huh. New York <laughs> Football Giants. Yeah. Uh, so remaining. Oh, we got most of it remaining still. Um, I. Oh, I'll take the WR two. Okay, WR two positions are eleven, twelve, and thirteen. That is Des Bryant versus Carolina. Tough matchup with uh, Norman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Decker versus Miami. Uh, Demarius Thomas versus New England. Wow. Um. So, I'm definitely going to take Eric Decker in that matchup. Wow. So I get Demarius Thomas or Des Bryant. And I get the other. <laughs> All right. <laughs> High five. <laughs> well, you guys have like really good corners covering those guys. Well, you're right. But I mean, they're still like. Big ass, awesome receivers. Sure, sure. Okay, well, I'll go with uh, Des Bryant versus Carolina because uh, I think Bryant can burn Norman. And well, I'm saying, yeah, okay, I'll go. I'll take Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas, it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my turn. So I'm going to go with uh, running back two, which is 18, 19, and 20, uh, and that brings us to Frank Gore versus Tampa Bay, Latavius Murray at Tennessee or TJ Yeldon versus San Diego and uh, I will go with TJ Yeldon our number 20 versus San Diego go Jacksonville <laughs> there you go go Jacksonville and I'll tell you what I am uh, quite excited now at least I uh, I get a Raider I will be uh, taking Latavius Latavius alright one Raider have fun with Frank Gore <laughs> at least I you know I have a solid matchup with him yeah. Yes. So I got that going for me, which is nice. So now I think you can choose between WR three or tight end or kicker. That's the ones. Is it me? Uh, yeah. You're the. It's back to you. Oh. Um. Let's go tight end. Tight ends are five, six, and seven. That is Greg Olson at Dallas, Gary Barnage versus Baltimore, Antonio Gates at Jacksonville. Three juicy matchups, Very. possibly. Very, very. Um, I am loving this barnage. Very juicy. Very. I am loving this. He likes the barnage. Yeah, that's. You know, he's not a kid. He's like thirty. He's like. (laughs) He's like thirty-three or something. Is it? No, no. I think he's like thirty. He's not quite our age. No spring chicken. All right, so Ted's taking Gary Barnage. I would feel like a fool if if I took anyone but Greg Olson. I I would. Even though I always am the guy who takes Antonio. So you're calling Tad a fool is what's happening. No, no, I'm saying that I would be a fool (laughs) picking between Greg Olson and Antonio Gates to not pick Greg Olson. Okay. I think that Olson and Barnage is a good toss-up. So you're taking Olson then? That's right. Okay, I will take Antonio Gates. Alrighty. Send him my way. Uh, Now your pick. Uh, we'll be taking wide receiver, please. Wide receiver, wide receiver three, three is 15, 16, 17, which is A.J. Green versus what? St. Louis, Martavis Bryant at Seattle, or Amari Cooper at Tennessee. Okay. Um, Again, did say that A.J. Good. Green would be going over eight points. Uh, 
<laughs> I don't know if I want only eight. Uh, Amari Cooper has been really quiet lately. I feel like he may be due to break out a little. I think it was just last game. Right? I mean, he's been killing it all year. Oh, yeah. No, he's been uh, pretty consistent except for last week. That said, uh, Martavis Bryant versus Seattle. I don't, I don't know. These are tough. It is tough. You get to Well, choose. I mean, over the last four games, he's got 4.8, 14.8, 7.9, and 0.4. So hmm. not as strong as he had started. But like I was saying, I think he may be due to break out. I think Omari Cooper has already broken out. <laughs> to break out of his slump? I don't know. I don't need to stick. I don't, I'm not married to that wording. I'm probably going to take Martavis <laughs> Bryant anyways. Okay, Bryant it Give is. Give me Bryant. I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to light up Seattle. I, I do too. I, but we're, we're at odds with, with our uh, expert confidence picker about that. You can have your confidence in all of them you want. I, I'll just be right. <laughs> I have nothing to prove to you. You have to live with being wrong. I'm fine. Uh, I'm going to select AJ Green because he's AJ Green. And you can have another Raider. I'm saying, boom. I'm just <laughs> automatic win right here. He's got like four Raiders on his team. I, I'm, I'm nice. not picking them to win, but I'm picking me to win with, with them. <laughs> that makes sense. You have uh, two Raiders and an X Raider. <laughs> so, it's the truth. Uh, so is it just kicker left? Is that it? That's it. But I get to pick them? You get to pick one of them. Well, I wrote down <laughs> one, two, three. Oh. So that's Steven Guskowski at Denver. Steven Hoshka versus Pittsburgh. Steven with a V, not with a PH. Yes, <laughs> or, or Matt Bryant versus Minnesota. So between those three, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say that Hoshka has a really good game against Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh's able to stop them from getting in the end zone. But there's a ton of 30, 40 yard field goals. That's what I think. So um, I'll go with Hoshka. I don't like Goskowski in Denver, and I love Matt Bryant indoors. So I'll take Matt Bryant. There you are. And you get the number one kicker, Steven Guskowski. Okay, in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the number one kicker in Denver. It's very thin Just air. twist my arm. Conditions. So. So, so, Dave, you've got Hauschka? Yes. Hauschka, Bryant, and Guskowski. So, that's all of them. Uh, and uh, before we, we get off of this, uh, this ship that we created together, uh, in our player trends, in case we tie, I wanted to come up with a tiebreaker. So, that tiebreaker... Is going to be how many points does Steven Guskowski score? Oh. Uh, I'll. Uh, Can I go with all the points? I'll give it to you first, Jason. What do you say? Um, twelve. Are you and, writing down the tiebreaker? And Tad. Okay. I'm gonna go six. Ooh, six touchdowns for Denver. Yes, for New England. <laughs> <laughs> um. Huh. So basically, I could go like three, or I could go like nine. You go fifteen. Mm. No. <laughs> you don't want. You don't want the over. Over. I'm gonna go nine. Six, nine, twelve. There okay. Here we are. Sounds like a field goal game. <laughs> and... Well, that's not bad. So, Tad, you had six, right? And Jason, twelve. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. So we, we are done with all of this. And before we sign off uh, on the air, we do have a question from the audience. So this is from Sex and Donuts. And he says, uh, Demarius Thomas uh, or Woodhead in, in the, flex. the flex position. He says, uh, it seems like DT would be obvious, but Pat's defense. Obviously, a uh, new quarterback in Denver, but he's stuck. So, huh. Uh, Demarius Thomas, as we were talking about, in our wide receiver ranking, has taken quite a hit because of the matchup. He's at number 13. 
Uh, number 13 is not so great considering you're in between John Brown and Eric Decker. Uh, whereas Danny Woodhead didn't score hardly any points last week. He's at number 15 in our standard scoring leagues. Um, so in this particular matchup, if it's PPR, uh, I, I might lean towards Woodhead. But yeah. in, in every other situation, I, I played Demarius Thomas. I would be okay with playing Danny Woodhead here. So it's interesting. Um, Fantasy Pros actually takes our rankings and compiles them into a flex. Uh-huh. Um, and they, based on their formula, have uh, Danny Woodhead about eight positions higher than Demarius Thomas. Because of uh, running back points being slightly higher than wide receiver points at those positions? I think so. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's not a crazy question. And if you're PPR, I would go Woodhead. If you're not PPR, it's it's kind of a coin toss, really. Yeah. Um, it may come down to, is, is there going to be bad weather in New England or... Something like that. Well, I, I go Thomas uh, in in standard scoring, I think. Uh, it's a standard league. And, and especially considering that Woodhead hasn't been doing so well, and Osweiler proved last week that he can throw the ball and people can catch it. So, I mean, that's yeah. important for a quarterback. It's a, it's a skill. It's important right. for any football team. <laughs> <laughs> so one more question we got is, uh, would you start Brian Hoyer at the Saints or Tony Romo home versus Carolina? Um, I would go with Brian Hoyer this week. Would you? I would. I mean, based on, you know, it's a surprise from what I've been saying all night, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, not that I'm that down on Romo. I just think Hoyer's going to have, you know, he's going to either be able to be efficient against a bad defense or they're going to have garbage time, but he's going to put up a lot of points. Well, you might see Tony Romo throw a, a touchdown to Bryant or some really nice passes, but he is playing Carolina, and he doesn't have that many options out there. He has Witten, Beasley, uh, Terrence Williams and Bryant. That's not like an all-star. And Gavin Escobar. It's not really an all-star cast. He seems to like throwing to Gavin Escobar. Yeah, because no one's guarding him. That helps anybody. I would throw, probably throw to him too. But we have Tony Romo at number 19 in our rankings this week, and that's because of Carolina's defense. Uh, and then we have Brian Hoyer at number 8. So, I mean, I can't really... I, I have to say Brian Hoyer, even though... I, I'm thinking with all my heart that it should be Tony Your heart Romo. says Romo, but your head says Hoyer. <laughs> it's true. So, and, and, and Tad, what do you think? Um, I mean, it is definitely a, uh, a good question. I, I think i got to go with Jason on this one. I do think, uh, I do think uh, Hoyer is going to have himself a uh, nice week this week. All right, so, uh, so there's your answer. We, we go with Hoyer, even though we don't want to, I think, in our, in our heart of hearts. Um, anything else from the crowd? Uh, well, if, if you don't get to me in two seconds, then... <laughs> All right, we're good. So so thanks, everybody, and thanks, Tad, uh, for joining us on the show. It's the oh, first great. time you've been in studio, so we yep. appreciate it. Uh, and Jason, why don't you uh, wrap up the show for us? Oh, my goodness. That's not the song I meant to play. I don't know. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, we are the Drink 5 Podcast. Join us next Tuesday night. We will be broadcasting live at 8.30 p.m. with our good buddy Miguel. Miguel has been on the show before. Um, he is. He was, on our, he was on our show as the new guy, right? So last week, last year, he won our league that he's in with us. This past week, and like the most difficult fantasy week, he had high score in both of his leagues. So he knows something. I think. And we will find out what that is next week. But in the meantime, follow us on Drink 5. Check us out on uh, Facebook. Enjoy Turkey Day. Watch lots of football. And uh, Drink 5. All right. Cheers, guys. Cheers.